It's Spencer Hughes with another free Hughes from the heart. Everybody loves free, but free cannot sustain the podcast itself. Overall, we need to have you folks on the paid subscription side of things. When you can, please join us. And if you can't join us or don't want to commit to a subscription, please consider a donation one time or even a regular one. My Venmo is Radio Spencer. I have a PayPal. I've got all sorts of other ways to support the podcast. You can find it HughesFromTheHeart.com slash support. All I ask is that if you like what you hear and you want more of it several times during the day perhaps and in more depth please please join us on Hughes from the heart the premium content it's great stuff i do it seven days a week and i'm really trying to keep these good vibrations going out there into the ether into the world and i believe that thoughts can change the world and thoughts become things and if i could inspire one two or a thousand people you'll inspire even more people we need to inspire each other we need to keep this wave going everything is energy and the more good energy we have out there the better off the world will be i really do believe that this is from mindbodygreen.com and it sounds like a downer when you first look at it but it really isn't the headline is apparently you're never really living in the present according to a neuroscientist caroline leaf phd and bsc is a communication pathologist and neuroscientist and says it may not even be possible to live in the present we keep being told that mindfulness is being in the present and we need to ground ourselves in the present she recently told mind body green there may be a more effective way to think about our mental state. Now, let's be clear about something. Mindfulness is extremely important. It has great results for all age groups, for all backgrounds. It doesn't matter what part of the world you're from. It doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter how old you are, what your skin color is, what your gender identity is. It doesn't matter. Mindfulness is so, so important, and that is an excellent practice to continue practicing and to be focused as much on the here and now as you possibly can. What Leaf is saying is there are ways in which we often misunderstand what it means to live live in the present. The key, she says, we need to look at is context. She says, we spend between one half and three quarters of our day in our minds time traveling between past, present, and future. I've always made the argument that time travel exists already, and it's in the human mind. We're trying to build DeLoreans. We're trying to build TARDISes for Doctor Who fans like myself, phone booths for Bill and Ted. We're trying to invent time machines, right, and travel through time. We already do. We do it a thousand times a day. It's called the human mind. Think of your non-conscious mind as an endless force rich with thoughts and memories. And these memories are never really rooted in the present because once they occur, they're immediately existing in the past. And once a memory has been consolidated, it has the power to affect your future by informing you of what has and could happen. (laughs) It's a constant process. If you think about it too much, it'll drive you crazy. It'll just calm you down for a few seconds, according to Leaf. Then once your mind starts shifting between the past, present, and future again, because trust, it will, you might not be able to keep up. Living in the present is only part of the process, she adds. So what's a person to do? But when it comes to mindfulness and mindfulness meditation, Leaf shares that our ability to remain in a state of presence does have its limits, saying, The deliberate exercise, trying to stay in the now for a few moments, is a very good practice to develop the mind, but it's not the solution to managing chaos. Her recommendation for all of us, to embrace the entire context of our past, present, and future, not to avoid it. She says, You have a narrative. You have a story. You are responding in this moment because of everything else about you. So, essentially, our current reality is rooted in our stories, the stories of our life. She recommends a five-step brain-building process of gathering, reflecting,
reflecting, writing, reconceptualizing, and active reach. Gathering is gathering awareness. That's the first step. You could do so in a multitude of ways. Leaf suggests meditation, breath work, even a mindful diet or exercise that can help prepare your brain for the work ahead. It could, in fact, take you several days before you move on to step two which is reflecting. That's deliberately asking yourself the why questions. Become focused on what you're trying to learn, be it schoolwork, managing anxiety, prepping for an interview, a new software at work you're being trained in. Reflect on any unconscious thoughts that start to crop up. Look at those emotional warning signals. Try to discover any information you can glean from those thoughts. Are there any memories associated with what you're feeling? Again, it's not a linear process. You'll spend some time gathering, then a few minutes reflecting in one sitting, and you might have to break that up into days. Step number three is to write. The first two steps arguably are the heavy lifting. In step three, Leaf says grab a pen and paper and begin writing. Not typing, writing. She says there's so much science behind writing. When you write, you activate certain parts of the brain in a beautiful way. It's always been my argument that kids today don't write enough. Everything's typing. Everything's texting. Everything's electronic and digital. Sometimes we have to just grab that pen or pencil and write things down the old-fashioned way. When we write things down, when we write down our thoughts, we're able to achieve cognitive fluency and quite literally get our thoughts out of our head and onto the paper in a way that can't be done when we just type it out. It's normal that you might feel a stress response while you're writing, but at least you're releasing those thoughts from the body rather than squashing them down and hiding them. Step four is reconceptualize. Look at what you've written. How can you reframe your thoughts into a possibilities mindset? See things differently. Build resilience in your story. And step five is active reach. According to Leaf, this last step is to take what you've written down and reconceptualized and discover a simple action you can do each time those thoughts creep up. You might have a mantra that you say to yourself at least seven times during the day to consciously remind yourself of your own control. Find something that works for you. Choose a task that's easy to keep up with during the day. This process isn't meant to be completed in a single day. Remember that. Brain building takes work. It requires long-term commitment. In fact, Leaf says it takes 63 days for neuroplasticity to occur. We've often heard the 21-day mark, and she says, it takes 21 days to break down your thoughts and start the building process, but real neuroplasticity happens after 63 days. So be patient and always be kind to yourself. When you choose to center yourself in the present moment, it's important to acknowledge that your experience is being informed by your past and ultimately shapes your future. And again, it's not to downplay mindfulness. It may actually help you understand your perception of the present moment and how you choose to respond is connected to your memories. And according to Leaf, that contextualizes the perspectives you hold right now. Again, this from mindbodygreen.com, one of my favorite websites to mine for topic ideas for Hughes from the Heart. This is a podcast that focuses on mindfulness, minimalism, meditation, the law of attraction, prosperity thinking, the placebo effect, the power of your subconscious mind, while also emphasizing good people doing good things in a good world. And all those stories that the mainstream media puts on the back page for some reason, because they think you're more interested in car crashes and volcanoes erupting and people dying in large numbers around the world. I don't know why they do that. I think it's because if it uh, bleeds, it leads. That's been a saying for a long time, and sadly, it's still true today. I'm trying to do something different here with Hughes from the Heart. Again, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast. Maybe donate to my Venmo radio Spencer and help me keep the heartbeat of Hughes from the Heart going for many months and years to come. My website is HughesFromTheHeart.com and find it everywhere podcasts are found. Thanks a lot for listening. Much love to all of you.